0: and welcome to Just Fucking Win, the Rangers preview show on Saturday at 3. My name's Andrew and I'm joined tonight by one of my very favourite podders, Tom. How are you doing, man? I'm not too bad, thank you, Andrew. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. It's uh, amazing what a victory in an old firm game will do for your general mood, you know? Oh, yes. Um... We, uh, we, unfortunately, neither of us were on the uh, the show discussing the victory over Celtic this past weekend, but, um, you know, let's just take a little moment to reflect in the glory that is OBT, our beautiful Todd, Tom, um, you know, he's he's been everything we've ever wanted in a, in a new signing, hit the ground running, making a direct impact and uh, and looking extremely promising for the future, man. Oh, he's, just got, he's got everything, hasn't he? You know, I'm still not sure about his celebrations. <laughs> I, think just, I think that's just because I'm old. He <laughs> was always going to be one that was going to annoy the Daz and the support, you know? So <laughs> I, yeah. think that, I think that's just natural, man. But um, no, certainly looking uh, like what we want going forward. And if that's the model of new signings that we are going to be bringing in, future looks very bright on that front.
1: Oh, it's 100%. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Raskin's taken a while, but he's has been getting up to speed now. So, mm-hmm. you know, a pre season under his belt again, hopefully we'll, we'll come offline with those two hands. Some some new additions.
0: Absolutely. So on that, we uh, we don't have any new signings to announce just yet. Uh, The uh, Jack Butland situation seems to be gone a little bit quieter. I think uh, Manu are potentially talking about retaining him just because he is that English third choice uh, option they want to have. So we don't know anything on that front but we can say that uh ryan jack is a player who will be around next season having signed a uh, one year extension to his uh, existing deal. Uh, tom what are your thoughts on that is a good move bad move what's your kind of view on that i don't know i'm, I'm
1: really in two minds i mean he's good for the homegrown so you know it takes the homegrown box in europe
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he's not we can't rely on him for all the game all the games of see all you know every game of the season so i think we'll just yeah. need to pick and choose what games we play him in.
0: I think that will be it, Um, especially, you know, we've we've got kind of assumptions about some players that might be moving on. Lundstrom, Kamara are maybe players who who could be moving on. I think Kamara certainly is someone who's a bit more out of favour, as things stand, but we'll see. I think certainly in terms of Ryan Jack's injury history, uh, I think he's played something like 33 games for us so far, and I think our season... In total, is maybe around sixty games. So, a player who's only available fifty percent of the time, I know compared to some other members of our current squad, doesn't look that bad. But it's it's very much being graded on a curve there. And I think certainly in terms of what we want to look for in terms of squad stability, a player who who does miss that amount of games that could be a concern. But I think if we can convince him to give up the Scotland national team. That probably uh, helps uh, some of the strain on yeah. his body. You know.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a decision he probably has to make mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. And yeah, I would, I would hope he, he makes the right decision. And that would, you know, give people want to play for the country understand that. But ultimately, Scotland doesn't pay your wages. Rangers do. Yeah, you know, if, and I- if you want to play for us, make that difficult choice, really.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely it. Uh, you know, we're obviously going to be selfish on this one because I don't think either of us particularly care that much about the uh, the Scotland national team's nope. uh, fortunes. <laughs> um, but I think it is that that choice that he he kind of has to make. You know, if he wants to really make a good fist of it as a as a you know first choice central midfielder for Rangers, ultimately he needs to start taking it easier on his body in in some capacity. So it would be unprecedented. You know, he's not exactly in the twilight of his uh, career at the moment but we have seen other players in other leagues who have opted out of international football purely because you know they they prefer the club football and it reduces the toll on their body so be interesting to see how that one goes yeah yeah
1: i think i think you'll i think we'll hear something either way probably in the <laughs> close season or you know, the next time the Scotland squad's announced.
0: And I think in fairness, you know, even if you are a follower of the Scottish national team, one area that they are probably fairly well packed with talent is in that central midfield area. So Scotland I think will probably get along just fine without Ryan Jack. But Rangers need as many good central midfielders as we can get. And Ryan Jack certainly, when fit, absolutely a first choice option as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. Yeah, agree so another bit of news to cover off just before we get into the preview uh was the announcement that there will be new disabled facilities being gradually rolled out as part of the uh, stadium. Uh, this is going to cover off uh, three seasons worth of work. I think the plan is to do this over the next three close seasons, so over the summer break. Um, that's going to expand the number of wheelchair spaces to 270. There'll be an additional 700 general access seats as well. And uh, once all of this work is completed, so you know post uh, 2025, IBRICS will be up to 51,500 100 uh, in terms of capacity which is very exciting um you know anything that gets the stadium bigger gets more people into it is obviously a plus and an upgrade to the disabled facilities i think is probably well overdue uh it's been one of the bugbears i know for for a segment of the support because it's it's something that's been kind of neglected uh so i, I think that's that's a very positive move tom uh, oh, your kind of thoughts on that
1: yeah it's positive as you said it's it's very 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 overdue you know these yeah, at the front at the front of the stand, you know, if it's raining, they're getting wet. And that, that's not that's not right. You know, yeah. so anything anything we can do to, you know, to, to make it a bit better for them and you know, give them a you know, give them something to keep the rain off of the disabled supporters, you know. I'm all for it. It's gonna be a bit yeah. you know, it's a bit of a noise, people will need to move and things, but you know, unfortunately that's just you suck it up basically.
0: That's absolutely the way it, the way it's going to go, right? Um, so we we had a couple of major press conferences this week as well. We obviously had Michael Beale previewing the, uh, the Hibs game. But before that, I want to talk about uh, James Bisgrove. He had a sit-down interview with Rangers TV. He then, uh, today, as we record this on Friday, had a, uh, a press conference-style uh, interview session, question-and-answer type thing as well. Um, I would encourage you, Uh, Anyone listening to this, uh, go and check both of them out in full on the Rangers' YouTube channel. Uh, Both well worth watching, I think. Uh, I think Bisgroves is someone who speaks very well. Um, That's his background. He's an excellent communicator. And we know Michael Beale as well. (laughs) Loves to talk. Possibly sometimes a bit more unguarded than it needs to be. But... It's always uh, worth uh, worth a watch and a listen. But in in terms of the capacity, Tom, one thing that Michael, uh, sorry, that James Bisgrove did touch on was uh, the introduction of safe standing. Um, I think this has been something that's been kicked about in the past before. Certainly, it seemed to be the kind of thing that the previous board would make encouraging noises about, but it would never get much further beyond a feasibility study. Now, uh, what James Bisgrove has been saying is that you know given the uh, the additional works that are taking place because of the new facilities that are going into the stadium, there's a window there where we potentially make changes to the stadium on that front as well. The fact that he's also sat down with uh, with the Union Bears as well suggests that you know that's a bit more realistic than than past uh, noises. So again, you know, uh, new and exciting changes, man.
1: Yeah, and again, safe standing.
0: It's coming back.
1: But, you know, mm. Whether whether people like it or not, safe standing is is coming back to football. You know, we've all been at games where the supporters stand anyway, but safe standing is coming back. We need to we need to be on that. We need to be on that bus. It's it's basically it. You know, yeah. we or we will get left behind. So yeah, I'm I'm glad the clubs looking at it, and hopefully it's not just lip service.
0: That that's absolutely it. Um, you know, the noises are encouraging, but ultimately we, we it's going to be measured by what actually happens. So. Be interesting to see, but certainly watch this space. And uh, I think James Bisgrave is certainly setting out, uh, to, to promise uh, a good number of things that, as we said, have been kind of overdue at the club. So, um, so that is positive. That is positive. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I must give him credit for his communication as well. You know, it's, I think we've,
1: we've heard mm-hmm. more from him the last talk few weeks than we had from Stuart Robinson in months. Yeah, so, you know, it's really good that you know that he's getting out there. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's both video and
0: and his press conferences yes it's really i'm really impressed by that yeah i think you, you only need to listen to some of our previous pods when we were talking about uh, the previous regime to to know how important communication i think was for for all of us uh it's even if it's you know stuff that uh, they're talking about that we might not disagree that we might not agree with you know we disagree with uh that, that's fine it's just uh it's knowing what what's going on it's knowing the strategy it's getting a feel for direction of travel because without that someone is going to come up and fill the void which is fine by us because we're a podcast we need content we have to get that from somewhere right but yeah um it's always nicer for us when we can uh, when we can report on uh, what what's going on, and uh, especially if it's uh, stuff that sounds positive like this. Um, another brief point on that allocation situation as well. Uh, touched on the allocation for the old firm as well. Um, from James Bisgrove's perspective, he said that the maximum that they were kind of looking to offer would be that 800 um, allocation, so that kind of cheese wedge block, the uh, same that uh, the, any other away support in uh, the SPFL will get. Um, no kind of discussions of the European allocation or anything like that. So I think that that's, that's where we're at. I think when when it's been discussed before the balls in Celtics court, the reason that went to zero allocation for the, for the past two games was because they wanted a return to the, uh, the old allocations. I think with Rangers being in the situation where we've sold full wax season tickets for those seats. Now, I don't think the return of, you know, the full broom loan is at all likely. And even giving up half of it, IE the, uh, the European allocations. I think that's a non-starter as well, because frankly, the club makes more money, um, and keeps a larger chunk of the support happy by being able to sell those additional seats. But Tom, what's your your thoughts on that one? Yes, I think we could be here all night talking about
1: talking <laughs> about the allocation
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: allocation for the for the games against Celtic. But I could see a lot of sides to the you know a lot of sides to the argument. Mm-hmm. Yes, just you know one one hope support supporters both for us and and, and at their place. You do you do lose a little bit of the, the, the you know the unique atmosphere of the old firm you know as, as um, Ian Crocker fam- uh, famously talks about but yeah I think we need we need some uh, we need some away support in and vice you know vice versa when, when when we go there but yeah the, the days of the broom low no no we can't go back to that not when we get pushed into a little corner
0: that's what it comes down to um, you know there's so, certainly in the old days when it was a full broom line. Um, you, you just wouldn't see that equivalence uh, we, we're kind of shoved into a corner up at their place so it, it's it's not comparable really so I mean size wise allocation wise sure but from a from a visual standpoint from a presence standpoint within the stadium there's no comparison and yeah. Uh, I think, like you say, we could be here all night, so we'll, we'll move on, Tom, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also, uh, this is Bisgrove again, touched on a rumour that had been floating around on Graham Soonis. Um uh, we'd heard rumours during the week that uh, Graham Soonis is coming at the head of a consortium to buy out Rangers, uh, install himself as the new director of football, all manner of stuff. Um, this is one of those things that kind of grew arms and legs because Sooners had been spotted at Ibrox. Um James Bisgrove confirmed that, you know, he just popped in for a chat, um, said he, you know, talked very highly of him, obviously. He's a legend of club football, but realistically, Tom, the man's 70 years old. Yeah, I don't think he, he wants to be spending, you know, what should be a well-earned retirement uh, trying to get everything at Rangers squared away properly to, to his satisfaction. I think it, what was actually being discussed was something more like an ambassadorial role, you know, just a club representative or, or someone who will hang around the hospitality lounges. Like, soon as it's got plenty to offer on that front. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of that uh, rumor mill stuff that you saw there, on, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kept yeah, it, things entertaining,
1: you know. Oh yeah, he had a good, he yeah, had a good, really a good laugh at some of them, quite quite outlandish. But <laughs> you know, again, from Bristol, I'm glad he addressed it. Mm. You know, because if if it's not if it's not being mentioned or he's not talking about it, it means the consortium, the takeover's happening, the consortium's coming in. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. just you know, and yeah, it's bringing bringing in as an as an ambassador in an ambassadorial role. It's fantastic. You know, new 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 players or you know talking to players who are potentially joining the club. He's you know he's he's a great person to talk about it. We used oh, to sure, John, yeah. yeah, We used to use John Gregg, still
0: do, but unfortunately, you know, the, the, the man's not getting any younger. Or, you know, yeah, and I think Sunus is someone who's who's well known, you know, outside of a Rangers context yes. as well. You know, the, the presence on Sky Sports, the uh, the kind of international reputation that he has. Uh, it's obviously a, a great selling point to any potential incomers to the club as well. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a good point, Tom. Yeah, just yeah, if we can get him in, fantastic. No, for sure. Uh, we then had a press conference with Michael Beale. Uh, again, encourage you to check out the full thing, obviously. But uh, just a couple of key points that we wanted to touch on. Um, in terms of injury updates, Connor Galton is a doubt, uh, potentially for the weekend. Everyone else is fine. Um, there's no one else coming into the squad, so it looks quite similar to what it was. Um, I, th- I guess on that, Tom, I mean, if uh, if Galton's out, I don't know what Davies' situation is, but I suspect he might not be favoured. Do you think we could see a suitor and King partnership for for this game, or is that is that too outlandish? It's not too outlandish, and I'm really into
1: it. Uh, it's definitely not too outlandish, but I don't think he'd go for it. I think there's more mm. chance of him uh, playing Ben Davies. Sure. Well, in fact you know we, we paid what four million for him, we've got to get
0: one or two games yeah. out, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's an interesting one. I think with uh how he's approached these games previously and i mean even the aberdeen and, and celtic games as well to an extent we have seen some more of the i guess what you'd call fringe players getting more of an opportunity some of the more established boys like kent and morales have fallen away from the squad so i don't know uh on the face of it uh it's not an important game but then it's rangers so every game actually is important uh yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Bearing in mind, it's Connor Goldson as well, so I think he'd have a leg hanging off and he'd still be wanted to play. You know, so <laughs> yep. um, I'm, I'm not I'm not totally convinced that you know him being a doubt is a bit different from uh, Kamar Roof being a doubt, for instance. You know, I think yeah. he's much more motivated to, in terms of making sure he can start the game if he can. So, um, so yeah, it might be all for naught. Uh, he also touched on, uh, Ryan Jack again, obviously, cause he'd signed that new deal. Um, he said, uh, you know, that he was a very important player to the squad. Um, and he's looking forward to seeing some more of him. Uh, he also touched on a couple of the young players as well. Uh, Hayley Rice and Lovelace are both away. Uh, They've been called up to their respective uh, under-17 squads. So he said he'll bring through, I think, one or two others from the B team, which will be interesting. it would be good to see uh, who comes up for that. But certainly there's some options there that we can have. Um, So, yeah, I I think, you know, the the balance of the squads is an interesting one, Tom. But I, I think, given that this is Hibs, this is their... Were what they were—they were the fifth out of the six who have come up they this split. So St Mirren are obviously the the weakest on paper team here. But I don't know how how risky do you want to get? How how much rotation do you think um, do you think you'll go for, man? I think we'll, we'll I think we'll
1: probably see the team that started last Sunday Oh sorry last Saturday. I don't think we'll see a, you know a lot of rotation until you know the, the latter parts of the game. But mm-hmm. even just bring even bringing some of the young players soon, just getting them on the bench, you know, getting them experience in a difficult away ground, you know. He yeah. load, although it's a you know we should be have the beating of them there's still that bit of needle there you know there's, they've still got the away fans who uh, you know who are certainly no, no fans of ours so just experience, you know getting the young
0: lads experience that you know can only help us in the long run no i think that's absolutely right um you, you're, you're looking for a kind of mix of uh the experience but also getting some of the newbies in and hell i mean we've got Players who are who are close to the first team who just need minutes as well. Uh, thinking like guys like Haji, guys like Matondo, who have played bits and pieces here and there, but could could do with more minutes, I think, as it were, to uh, to finish the season off strongly. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. He uh, he touched on another potential uh, incoming player as well. Jose Kifunes. Um said he's a very good player. But, uh, you know, there's no such thing as a done deal until it's done. Um, He also said that he's not been keeping up with his social media because apparently the player's been interacting with a lot of Rangers fans online. I've got to say, I haven't seen any of that myself. But, um, yeah, I I think, as ever, given how Rangers transfers can work and, hell, how transfers can work in general, it's never a done deal until they're standing in Ibrox with a scarf above their head, you know? I just can't wait to hear Ali McCoys try to pronounce it. You know, he's,
1: he's struggled with Morelos for four years, so oh, that's <laughs> I don't know if right. a great okay. man's so, going
0: gonna... to manage this one. This is, this is me being self-indulgent here, but I'm going to because, hell, I'm hosting the podcast. It's Nico Raskin, right? There's no such player as Raskin, because the last two fucking games that we've had on TV, fucking Crocker and Walker have both gone Raskin. And... As far as I know, we don't have a player called Raskin. We've got Nico Raskin. Am I just going crazy, Tom, or, is, or are they just deliberately gaslighting me here?
1: My only assumption would be because you know it's Belgian, you know they're kind of just putting the you know the Flemish touch on it, and just you know, almost, <laughs> like, almost like a French, almost like the French accent going a bit Joey Barton on us.
0: Uh, this is going to be Tavernier all over again, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that's that's me just, you know, indulging myself. But oh man, it was just it, it, it's got to the point now where it will drive me absolutely insane every time it happens. So there's nothing to be done. There's nothing we can do. It's just um this is just a therapy session for me. Um anyway, uh we also touched on player farewells as well. Um said that after this weekend we'll get some announcements on some of the players who are leaving kind of on a formal basis. I think we can probably assume some of the names that will be in there. I think Morelos Ken mcgregor are certainly players who will who'll will be going out the door there um but we've got some other players who are out of contract as well scott arfield and um and steve davis as well both of whom are out of contract as well so that that's potentially a, an area where we might see some either renewals or uh, or farewells um and then, obviously, uh, coming up on Wednesday, we're going to have our last home game as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, some of these players do get a little run out, or at least um, are on the pitch after the final whistle, just to say goodbye to the uh, to the fans. Because you know, all of these guys have been around for for a long while. So it will be uh, it will be good to see if they are going to be saying their goodbyes so that they can do that uh, in person, as it were. I think. Yes, but especially sort of you know the the longer serving players.
1: So you know McGregor. You know D- Davies, um, yeah, Scotty if Those two are going. Yeah, they need the opportunity to get on the pitch and just, you know, take the take the fans. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, they they des- they deserve it. Ken-, Ken Morales as well, for that matter, and, and
0: hilander I think he's out of contract as well, isn't he? He is. He is. Yeah, it's, it's only because we haven't seen him for over a year at this point. I'm just about but... to remember what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> The big, handsome Swedish bastard yeah. that he is. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a fair point. And I'd completely forgotten about him, but you, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, I think, um, you, you know, we're in a situation where this is going to be very much a transitional season. But because of that, you're going to get that player turnover. So I think it's only fair that some of these guys get the opportunity to, uh, to say their farewells, uh, which we'll see, which we'll see. Uh Touched on a couple of other players as well, Suter and Cantwell as well. Um, he talked up Suter quite a lot. He said it was a huge part of the future uh, going forwards. Uh, said that as well, you know, the centre-back area had obviously been a, of real concern uh, this season. The only player who'd been consistently fit throughout, you know, the season has been Leon King, uh, which maybe kind of speaks to how bad it's gotten at points this season. Um So he said, you know, obviously another centre back coming in would be a priority. Um, But yeah, I mean, we we did not have our luck to seek with that one, Tom, in terms of uh, injuries in that position. From it, yeah, it's like, yeah,
1: I don't know. I think, are we cursed? (laughs) 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 I'm
0: just trying to think up how many different centre back combinations we've had this season. It must be in the double figures at this point, you know. Um, Can't forget James Sands and uh, Lundstrom stepping in back there as well. Points. So uh, yeah, I'd I'd like to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh, that's a, that's a fair point man like we uh can only hope that uh you know time heals all wounds and whatnot um yeah, uh, touched on uh, Todd Cantwell as well. Again, you know, just echoing what we said, what the boys said on uh, the previous pod as well. Yeah, going to be massively important for us. Um, he's he's again stressed that it was very early on in, in terms of his time at the club um, and has been talking up, you know, how much he wants him to push on as well, which I think is fantastic. Um, you know, when you've got a player who's doing well. You, and you think they they have a higher ceiling than what they're producing? You want them to push on. Uh, you want them to see them doing even better. So um, so yeah, very excited by that. Uh, the you know, the idea that we're not even seeing the best Todd Campbell yet yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely massive as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, our our, our boy Todd. Yeah, if he's <laughs> going to get better, that's amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's, no. it's, you can already see it. is that is that player will get people standing up. You mm-hmm. know. That buzz. Oh, what's it, what, Right, he's got the ball. What's going to happen? Some,
0: something good. Something good's going to happen. Keep watching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a it's been too long since we've had a player who could do that on a consistent basis for us. So, um, so that is very exciting. Um, I mean, one player who we who we've had that from in flashes has been Malik Tillman. Um, but Michael Beale confirmed, you know, he'd, he'd gone back to Munich. He's got an injury that is probably going to keep him out twelve weeks, so obviously way past the uh, the season in uh, in general. Um, he did say that Malik was uh, back in Glasgow now. Um, we've got the Player of the Year uh, awards, the uh, kind of Associated Awards, I think, coming up. Uh, either this weekend or next weekend so um, Michael Beal kind of with a little wink said maybe he's hoping he's got another awards pickup uh, while he's back obviously he picked up the uh, SPFL young player of the year so uh, he might be after something similar for Rangers uh, there I-, I think it's it's worth touching on this now I think you know going into the into the close season we're we're going to have across the network a couple of different pods where we look at you know kind of wider issues and you know strategizing around transfer strategy but in terms of Malik Tillman Tom it, is he still a player you think it'll be worth paying the five million for do you, do you think we should be pursuing that or or not um you know because it is it's a, it's a chunk of the money uh, that Michael B will have available to him for this rebuild it's it's a difficult one because it is a significant chunk. I think we are going to probably spend more than we have in in a several seasons. Uh, but you know, as the manager, do you do you want to blow that chunk of money on on that one player? What do you think?
1: Yes, I think we do. If we have mm-hmm. it, if, you know, obviously we we do strengthen <laughs> yeah. in a lot of places. That's you know, that's we need strength in a lot of places. So if we have the money after other other more more pressing positions have been filled. We, we sign him actually you know assuming he wants to come to us and doesn't want to stay in munich and you know try his chances there sure because the, the, this you know even just ba- even just basic maths he's going to get better and we'll go for more than five million so we will make money on it
0: i think that's probably the key point right there not only is he a potential asset to us in terms of how he plays for the team but also he's a potential financial asset going forward um certainly certainly from what we've seen of him so far i think that that ceiling is one that gets quite high quite quickly and uh, he, he's got all the tools there so like you said tom it, it comes down to if he wants to come ultimately uh, i think that's probably going to be the biggest concern i think michael beal certainly spoken about him quite highly um so we shall see what happens but uh, he's hoping it's uh, it's a good one it's a, it's an exciting part exciting part of the year isn't it the
1: close isn't it see the foot you know there's nothing to watch on a saturday so we just have to look at transfers
0: and you know think about players <laughs> yeah things yeah. keep us busy man that's yeah. that's what we need uh, so a couple of other areas on the on the press conference. There was a bit of chat about uh, the the way that the league is structured as well. Uh, he, he talked about you know potentially. I think the, the question was around you know does us playing each other four times like and this is everyone in the SPFL playing each other four times does that weaken or strengthen the squad uh, strengthen the uh, the league as a whole. And Michael Beale's point is one that we've probably made ourselves before, which is, you know, if uh, if the smaller teams, as it were, are being forced to play against the, the big boys four times, that, that's a lot of points that they're giving up effectively at the start of the season. And I think it does only accentuate that gap. You know, Rangers are going to finish with a, a points total that probably would have won us the league the majority of the times pre, uh, pre the mid-2000s. And now, you know, we're, we're still going to be, I think even in best-case scenario, we're still going to be a good couple of points behind Celtic. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that, that probably warrants a larger conversation, but it's interesting to to see his thoughts on it. And I think just an admission that it, that it does ultimately make the league a weaker place as a whole, because they are forced to play uh, the, the old firm so many times. Yep, it does.
1: But I think and until we have that conversation with, with Sky and Sky prepared to, you know, Mm. Deal with the fact that we they may not have four all firm games a season, which is the main reason to do it. Because let's be honest, it's all about yeah. us and them.
0: Yeah.
1: You know the, the, the four get the four games against the four games we have against each other. Until we, we start dealing with that, it's not going to change.
0: Well, Tom, the good thing is we've got uh, a lot of forward-thinking and active-minded, positive thinkers over at the SPFL headquarters. <laughs> so I'm sure there'll be uh, there'll be a lot of forward planning and you know realistic approaches to grow the game uh, for the benefit of everyone. Definitely. Wait, how are we locked into this Sky Deal again? 2029? Great, okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 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 a couple more points. Uh, in terms of, you know, one player who's been at the club for a long period of time now, uh, this weekend, if selected, it will be Tav's 400th game for us, um, which. Is is pretty remarkable for a number of reasons. You know, he's a player who came in under Mark Warburton. You know, he's the only player who's who's stuck around since uh, since that squad was put together. Again, that was a season of transition. Um, you know, back in fourteen fifteen or fifteen sixteen, rather, depending on how you uh, how you define that transfer window. But you know, uh, a guy who has put up numbers that make a lot of strikers <laughs> ashamed. <laughs> um, and someone who who has also has been our captain uh, for for a good long chunk of time there as well, uh, inherited that captaincy under under Beale or when uh, when Beal had come in and uh, and was trusted by Steven Gerrard, Beale and then by Giovanni, and now by Michael Beale again, to to keep retain that role, keep being that leader within the dressing room. And certainly, a, certainly a different type of captain. I think that uh, may, maybe uh, people of your vintage, Tom, were, were used to seeing um, <laughs> yep. a little less, uh, little less uh, shouty on the pitch. But uh, I think, in terms of how I've I've heard other players speak about him, about his role, how well he he acts as a leader and as someone who brings in the new boys and and helps motivate the team by driving them on. He's he's absolutely a uh, a guy who you know. Mm-hmm. I suspect we'll go on to make a couple hundred more appearances if he's if he's got the ability to do so. Um, he's um yeah, uh, he said uh, in terms of Taz's role within the squad, he was one of three or four who's going to remain consistent throughout this change. and I think that stresses how important he is in terms of that transition. I think you know he can point to the other. Three of those of those four, which will be Golden, Nico Raskin, and uh, and Cantwell. So um, so yeah, definitely one of those core members of the team for sure. I think it's right. I mean, four four hundred appearances at any for any club is
1: is fantastic. You know, and you mm-hmm. to captain us. Yeah, fair, fair play to him. You know, I know he's not. I know he's. Not, he doesn't, we don't have to go far to find his critics because you yep. know, he's. He's maybe not the greatest defender, but well, that was you know, if he could defend as, as good as people want him to do, he would be. <laughs> That's <laughs>
0: so, it. That's what it right as that is to, to say. <laughs> no, no, you're you're absolutely right. If uh, if Tav could defend as well as he could attack, then uh, he's playing uh, for uh, Man City, you know, so um, <laughs> not for us. So. Carl Walker's shit anyway, you know, Tabs where it's at. That? Nice. That's just, well, that's just more fun, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, they also touched briefly on the women's game. It's not an area that we typically cover a lot, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, women's team are the only team, uh, you know, playing uh, under the Rangers brand to have won the thing this season. Um, they're up for the uh, league trophy this uh, this weekend as well. Uh, it is going to be at Ibrooks. I think they've sold over 10,000 tickets already for it, which is pretty phenomenal for for a women's game in Scotland. And I think it's in their hands to to go on and win this. We've got a bit of a helicopter Sunday scenario developing here, Tom, where I think Rangers and Celtic are both level on points. We're one ahead on goal difference. Uh, t- we're playing Glasgow City, who are two points ahead of us. So we need to win the game. And by a margin because Celtic are playing Hearts, who we beat six nil last weekend. So the the idea will be beat Glasgow City and better whatever score Celtic get. So it could be interesting. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be one of those ones that it could could twist and turn and. I think if nothing else even if you're not a particularly massive fan of the women's game it's uh, it's good to see an area of the club that we uh, that we are growing and uh, you know it is one of these forward thinking things it might not be turning a profit or being amazing at the moment but it's uh, one of those ones that's for the future Tom I think yeah it's it's
1: it's, gr- it's growing
0: it's 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 not going it's not going to
1: get reduced it's not going to go you know back to it back to where yeah. it was where it was a backwater you know not spoken about women's football is it's huge you only need to mm-hmm. see it down in England. It's getting massive, but you know, especially with with their win last year, the, you know, the England women's team. So it's mm-hmm. getting big. We, yeah, we need to persevere. Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably costing us more money than we get than it, it generating at the moment. But yeah, deal, deal with that for a few years, and it will start. We'll start making money.
0: And, and ultimately, with, yeah. I think in, in terms of the cost to us, it's you know what it's probably less than uh phil halander and uh, kamar roof cost costa sitting on the bench so it's yeah. it it's not that bad it's not it's not exactly ruining the uh the men's team at its expense so uh so yeah as i said i think it's absolutely one of the future and you know if you find yourself at the loose end up in glasgow you want to check it out go for it you know it's yeah. a game of football we're, we're going to be starved of it come this uh come this summer so uh you know gonna get your fix where you can i guess
1: yeah. And yeah, I just just echo your remarks as well, but best of luck to them, best of luck oh, to the ladies sure. team, you know, yeah, just give it everything,
0: yeah, even no, if it I mean, does the... mean,
1: you know, giving everything probably means we'll have, you know, potentially could mean handily <laughs> to Celtic, but hey, we've just got to worry about ourselves and, you know, see what happens.
0: It should be a Rangers thing, you know, we um, we always want to go out and, and win uh, at any costs um, and win well. Uh, and... In fairness to the women, they're they're on for a treble this season. You know, after this uh, this one, they've got the the cup as well. So, you know, they could be walking away with three trophies. So, you know, they're, they're doing something right, at least. So, we'll look ahead to the men's game, which is this Sunday, midday. And uh, we'll be taking on Hibs. Uh, it's been a year, as we record this, Tom, since Lee Johnson came in as the manager for them. I think it's fair to say he's done pretty well with them. You know, he's gotten... Uh, up to fifth now in the league. I think they're a point behind hearts as things stand, although that can obviously change uh, on Saturday, depending on how results elsewhere go. And yeah, we, um, you know, we, we've we maintained a fairly good record over them. Even as you say, Easter Road being, you know, one of the harder grounds to go to. It's still not been, uh, you know, a real risk in terms of how we've played. I think at worst, it's been a draw, you know, we, we've not lost a Lumber games. So I think the last time we actually lost a game to Hibs at their place was under Le Guin back in 2006. So we, we've done okay on that front. Um, but our away form has been pretty poor uh, recently. You know, we obviously lost the game away to Celtic. We, we lost uh, that game away to Aberdeen as well. So we, um, we haven't had uh, a lot of luck recently in terms of the away form, but we'll be hopeful that we can pick this one up a um, couple of other points just to bring up, Hibs are uh, not exactly high scoring at the moment, uh, the last time they scored over one goal in a game was on the 4th of March, they got a 4-1 result against Livy, apart from that almost every single one of their games is like a 1-0 or a 2-1 or something like that, they, they are not prolific, so I think you know if we can go there and get two goals we're probably made in the shade. Uh, how do you see this one going, Tom? I mean, in, in terms of, you know, what, what's there to play for, there's not a lot for us, but that there, there is a fair amount in terms of what Hibs can can be looking for. You know, they'll want to be pushing towards, uh, to finish high up in the rankings as they can. They want to, you know, guarantee that European football. So, and ultimately, I think as far as they're concerned, they probably want to get one over on us and they want to get one over on Hearts as well. So there's plenty of motivation for them. Um what, what's uh, How do you see this one going for us, man?
1: It's going to be tight. It's, you know, one one goal in it. You know, it sends you on paper. They've got a lot to play for. We've got nothing to play for by our pride. But I just like to think we have better players. And if the better players turn up, we should win.
0: That's always it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> well, the last time we were lost three games away in a row was back in February 2017. Uh, so we uh, had a different manager, different uh, style of play back then. Um, so we'll be hopeful that we can uh, we can uh, prevent that from from happening. So, yeah, uh, you know, there's not a lot really to, to say about it. But, you know, we we never do predictions on this uh, on this show because we're always going to predict the Rangers win, obviously. It wouldn't matter if we were up against Barcelona, Tom. We'd still be <laughs> yep. expecting at least a credible draw, for Christ's sake, you know. So, yeah, I mean, not a lot to say. We we obviously look forward to it. I think from our perspective, the more interesting thing is going to be the squad selection, you know, who's getting picked and who's looking promising. Um I think one of the interesting points was, you know, in the in the last game that we played up against Celtic, we played, you know, probably what you consider a couple of our fringe players, uh, players who are potentially not first team choices come next season. Celtic did that as well, but we demonstrated that our squad's depth might not be as shallow as some people think, and some of those potential squad players did demonstrate some strength there. So, as far as they're concerned, it's it's an opportunity for them to demonstrate that strength again, to to show what they can do, and, uh, yeah, hopefully deliver another three points and keep the good times rolling. Um, but, yeah, final words from you, Tom, mate. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap this one up? No, just similar to what you said there, you know, we've got some
1: fringe players who, have got, they've got the chance to make, to make a mark here, so I'm, I'm looking at like likes of Matondo. Mm-hmm. I know, again, you know, you don't have to go too far to find some detractors for him. There's a player in there. We just persevere with him, give him the give him the game, see so how he gets on. And
0: even at that, you know, if he becomes an option that we bring off the bench, he's an upgrade on Scott Wright, who's currently the uh, the pacey winger that we bring off the uh, the bench. So even at that, there's still an upgrade for us uh, in in that circumstance. So yeah, it's an opportunity, as as you said there, for, for some of these guys to stake their mark. But Tom, I won't keep you any longer. It's been a pleasure talking to you, mate. Hope you've enjoyed it yep good as always mate yep good stuff uh we hope everyone out there listening has enjoyed this as well uh you can find us everywhere on social media tiktok facebook uh spotify apple podcasts so any social media any platform any podcasting platform follow share like subscribe all of those good things always makes us happy any feedback we get Always greatly appreciated, even if it's negative, especially if it's negative and directed at Chris. We love that. So send plenty of those in. (laughs) Um, And if you guys have uh, any comments, any thoughts, any questions, you want to kick around an idea for a podcast, hell, you want to come on and contribute to the podcast yourself, email us at contact at Saturday at three dot co dot UK. That's all letters, no numbers. And get in touch. Let's know how you're thinking. You know, we're always looking for your views. As I said to Tom earlier there, we're obviously going to be kicking around some ideas in terms of what we're doing over the close season. We've got a few podcasts, I think, that we'll do in terms of longer form, looking at you know transfer strategy, where the key areas are going to be in terms of the rebuilds and what we want to see from Rangers going forward. So there'll be plenty of content even after the season has finished. But that's uh, something that we'll cover in more depth next weekend. Until then, I've been Andrew. Tom, it's been a pleasure again, mate. Thank you. Not at all. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we hope you'll tune in again for the post-match review of the Hibs game, uh, which will hopefully be with you on Monday, depending on how sober we are. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned over the week because we'll have content previewing the Hearts game, reviewing the Hearts game, and then, you know, obviously touching on the St. Mirren game, both previewing and then reviewing that as well as the season as a whole. So hope you continue to tune in. Again, all your support is very much appreciated and uh, we're very grateful for it. So until we talk to you again, bye for now.